Welcome to the Win Daily Podcast. We finally made it Sunday, September 8th, and has arrived. It's week one. I am Jason Mizrahi. I got Dan Weir. Dan, how are you doing? Doing great, man. I'm uh, super excited for this NFL Sunday. Took forever to get here. Yeah, it took forever, and then, you know, listen, I've been through the ringer a couple of times. Like, NFL is tough. Like, you, you do a week worth of research. You're feeling so good. And then by 2 o'clock, your entire day can be ruined. So my best approach today is going to be trying to stay away from the games as much as possible. I made a bunch of lineups already. Uh, Me and Dan are going to try to help you out and make some more lineups. We're going to talk a little bit of FanDuel, talk a little bit of DraftKings, talk a little injuries, talk a little bit of how we're feeling going into week one. How do we want to build to be different? And what plays are we really on? So, Dan, let's start at quarterback. You know, we'll talk DraftKings. We'll talk FanDuel. We'll bounce back and forth. But, you know, you've done a lot of research. I know you've been basically in the lab, you know, for the past couple of weeks just waiting for this day to come. What yeah. quarterbacks are you targeting? I know it's site-specific, but which ones are you really targeting the most? Uh, the one on top of my list uh, that intrigues me the most is Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Um I feel like he's being overlooked. His ownership on DraftKings is sitting around uh, below 2%. And uh, I just can't justify the New York Jets defense. They have a lot of holes in there. Yeah, they signed C.J. Mosley to that massive contract, so that was a nice addition uh, to the inside linebacker core. Um, But their secondary is questionable. They have other holes on the defensive line uh, and in their linebacker core. Um, So I can definitely see uh, Josh Allen being effective. And he's got, you know, a new receiver – and Cole Beasley, uh, the slot was something they were weak at last season. So that's a nice improvement for them. So he so is my, my top option at quarterback. That's my first question. So Josh Allen, I can get behind Josh Allen. He won a couple people a million dollars last year by running around like a maniac, scoring touchdowns on the ground. Yep. Who, all right, so I'm going to build a Josh Allen lineup right now. I can get behind his play. He's $5,600 on DraftKings. Who are you? Are you pairing him with Beasley? Are you yes, uh, that that's my top correlation that I've come to is the Cole Beasley one. Um, you can pivot to Zay Jones. Look, I won twenty grand in week seventeen off of a Josh Allen Zay Jones correlation, mm-hmm. so um, it, it's there. You, you How know, do you, you rank? Definitely... So I didn't. I haven't done as much research on this Buffalo wide receiver core. <laughs> so, can you just give me like a breakdown of yeah, who's going to be on the, the field the most and who's getting these targets from Allen? Yeah, the dynamic is interesting. So they signed John Brown in the offseason. Uh, they already had Zay Jones, and we know they have chemistry based on what we saw last year between the two of them. Uh, Cole Beasley is the newest addition. Uh, the, the the main thing that attracts me to Cole Beasley is he's lining up in the, in the three slot against Brian Poole, which is one of the worst cornerbacks uh, in the league. Um, so he used to draw a good bit of attention there today. That's So that's where I'm going to focus. Uh, but, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a multiple lineup guy. I'll run three or four lineups, so... I can see myself having, you know, a pivot lineup with, uh, you know, Zay Jones on the other side, perhaps. Okay, so now let's let's some game theory. So we're, we're going to talk about strategy. Maybe some of our listeners don't know about. I know you know. I know. So if we're going to run Allen and Beasley together, who are we running back on the Jets? You're not going to play this naked. I'm assuming you're going to go maybe Le'Veon Bell. Are you saying the Jets are going to be winning the game? Allen's going to be playing from behind, or is Allen going to run up the score? Uh, with the Buffalo offense, are you playing them without anybody on the backside? Yeah, I don't have anyone uh, running anything back on the Jets side. Uh, uh, Le'Veon Bell is intriguing. We know we know what he's capable of. He's a fantastic running back. He has that pass catching ability. Um, on top of his ability to run as it is, he has great lateral quickness. Uh, but we we haven't seen him play since 2017. Um, he played no preseason games. Uh, Adam Case quoted saying, you know, he he absorbed a lot of contact in practice. Uh, but is that really enough? You know, is is he capable of, you know, handling that workload that he that he you know he was hand, he was doing twenty five to thirty touches a game. The guy's a monster. Um, so, but Adam Gaze is saying fifteen to twenty touches week one. We'll see. It's it's a coin toss for me. But I am interested. But I'm a little you know hesitant. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So let's talk about a couple other quarterbacks. Um, I, I kind of like Nick Foles. What's your thoughts on Foles? Um, kind of uh, in that same price range as Josh Allen, going against a KC defense. It's a little suspect. How do you like Foles? Is he in your player pool at quarterback, or are you staying away? Yeah, he is. He is in my player pool. I think he is uh, makes for a decent play today. 
Uh, he does have chemistry. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. In 2016, Nick Foles uh, played for the Chiefs. He wasn't a starter, um, but through that season, he was able to work with Chris Conley, who is now the wide receiver, too, on this Jacksonville uh, Jacksonville offense. So that would make for an interesting correlation is Nick Foles and Chris Conley, uh, which I think most people, it looks like they're trending towards uh, him and D.D. Westbrook. I am most um, people. I have zero shares currently of Chris Conley and have a lot of DD. So, yeah, so, just, so I'm taking notes right now for, from you, brother. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sprinkle in some Conley. Um, <laughs> so and you got, you have, you know, two revenge narratives in one. You have, you know, you have Conley there, you have Foles there going back to KC against their old team. I kind of like that. So let me, I'm going to sprinkle in a Conley share somewhere in the mix. Um, that makes a lot of sense. What other quarterbacks are you are you eyeing? You know, it didn't sound like you were too hot on Nick Foles, but yeah, uh, no, Nick, Nick Foles is good, man. I really, uh, actually, on that offense, I really like Leonard Fournette. Uh, I know we're talking about quarterbacks, but we'll come back to that. So, what um, other quarterbacks do you like? Are you are you eating I, the Mahomes? He's the best quarterback ever, Chuck. No, are you I, look? Are you a, on Jameis Winston man. with Godwin? Where are you at so, with Godwin? This is my take because I know I'm gonna I'm gonna just cover some of the more popular ones that I've seen come up a lot. One of them is Jameis Winston and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, this is an interesting one. So the Buccaneers have uh, an awful offensive line, and and the 49ers have spent the last two or three years uh, developing their defense. They just drafted Nick Bosa. They signed D Ford from the uh, from the Kansas City Chiefs in the offseason. Uh, so their defensive line is really good, but their secondary is really bad. Uh, and Tampa basically has no run game, and they have fantastic receivers. So you have to, you know, that you kind of have to flip a coin. And and I've read on multiple uh, media outlets that this game is going to be a coin flip type game. So you just have to game script this one and feel it out. But I do think uh, Jameis is viable. Uh, one guy that I like even more though is uh, Matt Ryan. I know a lot of people are scared of that Minnesota Vikings defense uh, with Xavier Rhodes and their secondary, um, but they uh, spent this offseason. They had about four, two free agency signings for the offensive line, and then their first two draft picks in the last year's draft uh, was for two more uh, guards. So they bolstered their offensive line, and if the Vikings can't get to the Falcons uh, today, I can see Matt Ryan throwing up some good scores uh, You know, between Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Mohamed Sanu. Uh, Vikings aren't going to be able to cover all these guys, so I do like Matt Ryan today. Yeah, I can get behind that. I do have some Matt Ryan shares. I got shares of everybody at this point. It's Sunday morning. It's you know only four or five hours of kickoff, so I'm a big multi-enter type of guy. I try to find a main, but you know it's week one. We're playing a little bit blind. We're making educated guesses here. A yeah. guy that I'm kind of staying away from. You know, we'll see who's right, who's wrong. I'm not going to tout one way or another, but I do have a couple shares. But I think I'm going to be way under the field on Baker Mayfield. Um, tell me I'm right, I'm wrong. What's your take on Baker? Yeah, the uh, the Tennessee Titans are the least improved team in the uh, 2019 offseason. Um, so I don't think Baker's a bad a bad play today. He, you know, they look great on paper. We know that they have an amazing team. Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry. Uh, what's going to be interesting for me, because on a correlation side, is uh, seeing who he favors. Uh, on game one, you know, where we have no idea how this offense is going to click, um, you know, but I have to imagine Odell Beckham's going to get a majority of the target share, but you can't forget about guys like David and Joku. Um, Tennessee did struggle with tight ends last year and they lost uh, Brian Arakpo on the inside and uh, Derek Morgan as well, but they only combined for two sacks uh, last year between yeah, the I'll two of them. Out, so. I'll put it out there right now, you know, from the lineups I've built so far, I definitely have more shares of Chubb than the passing attack Uh, you know we'll talk about chubb soon but that's where i'm kind of leaning you know when you look at the rest of these these quarterbacks there was a guy that i thought was kind of sneaky i kind of got a little bit hate thrown my way um we'll talk about him but before we go all the way down there um give me a quick take on garoppolo and wentz can can washington stay in this game long enough for for wentz to hit value and I like Garoppolo a lot. You know, I think, like you said, it's a coin flip, but I think it's a high-scoring coin flip. And I think Garoppolo, if you get the right pairing, I think Kittle's the safest guy. But if you get the white white wide receivers with him, he could pay off big. Um, what's your take on Garoppolo and Wentz? Uh, so Garoppolo, 
uh, I, so he had a horrible preseason, man. He, uh, it's really scaring me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much off of him at that point, this point, but I don't want to base it all on camp because I know it's camp. I know it's preseason. Uh, that's when these guys are allowed to make mistakes and, you know, get it worked out going into week one. So I feel like Garoppolo on one side, yes, he's a great play because Tampa has such a poor defense. Uh, but on the other side, I feel like there are better quarterback plays, you know, for around the same price. So instead of taking the risk on him and, you know, the uncertainty with the the preseason that he had, I feel like he can go there. Now with Wentz on the other side, uh, the Redskins have done a lot of work this offseason on their defense. Uh, first round draft pick Jonathan Allen fell into their lap with the 17th overall pick. Uh, they signed Landon Collins. They have Terrell McLean on the inside linebacker position. They've done a lot of work and they were already good on defense as it was. So I don't think uh, we're going to see this high elevated scoring on the uh, the Eagles side that everyone is predicting. Um, so I'm fading Carson Wentz today, personally. Okay. So the guy that I was talking about earlier that I got a little bit of slack for um, was Matt Stafford coming off a bad year, but going in a good matchup in Arizona in a dome um, versus a team without Patrick Patterson. Um, how now do you like talking. Stafford or almost min salary? Now you're talking, brother. That's that's what I'm talking about. Yes, I love Matt Stafford today. I love the Lions. I think if Arizona, my main concern with this game is blowout potential, honestly, from the uh, from the Detroit side. I think they're gonna come in there and they're gonna handle business. I uh, love Matt Stafford. I love a Kenny Galladay correlation. Uh, they've come out and they've they voiced that they want to include him more in the offense. He has aspirations for a hundred reception year. Uh, so he's got to get the work today. And uh, also like carry on Johnson, if they can get ahead of this game, uh, you know, Galladay gets a, you know, a score or two and uh, some decent yardage. Uh, they can just hand the ball out to carry on Johnson and he can grind out the clock. He was definitely Galladay was a target monster last year. Um, if you play Stafford, would you like to play him with Galladay and Jones together? Or are you just going to stick to one and go Galladay? So, I, yeah, I typically try to stick to one uh, receiver on the correlation side. So I'll probably run two lineups. I'll do one with uh, Matthew Stafford and uh, Galladay and then the other with Marvin Jones. Now, do you like anybody on the backside of Arizona? I know you said kind of blowout. Uh, yeah, Gerald, no. maybe. Yeah. David Johnson, maybe. Any, you can make an argument about? for David Johnson. You can make an argument for David Johnson. But other than that, man, uh, the word on the street is that um, Kyler Murray has uh, – has been struggling with control over the offense. Um, so he's going to be relying on Larry Fitzgerald, you know, you know, looking at him as the team captain to kind of hold things together. So we'll see, man. Maybe he comes out with some week one jitters, fumbles the ball a couple times, but there is no denying, denying his athletic talent. I'm I'm pulling for a close game so we can get some good scoring out of the Lions. But, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much off of the Cardinals. So one last guy down here that I want to talk about, then you got open reign to talk about anybody else you want in a quarterback. Uh, Cousins is too cheap for me. Uh, 5,500 on DraftKings. Going against Atlanta. Should be a high-scoring game. You know who you're going to pair him with. It seems too easy. Um, you go you go Thielen with Cousins. Nice little stack there. Do you like Cousins versus the Falcons? I do. I love, I love, I love Cousins versus the Falcons. Uh, interesting note here. The Vikings brought in Gary Kubiak as an offensive advisor this offseason. So I think we're going to start seeing a lot more double tight end sets. So a guy like Irv Smith uh, as a cheap punt makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, I think Kyle Rudolph, I think, you know, you'll see, see some passes, but I think they're going to utilize them more to a specialty, which is a uh, pass blocking. Um, so I think Irv Smith makes for an interesting play. And then, you know, obviously you've got your Adam Thielens, <clears throat> um, but, Stephon Diggs, as far as we can, he's still questionable. I think he's going to be a game time decision, yeah, I think but I think play, it's unlikely but, plays. You know, I don't think he plays. Hobbled. It was a hamstring injury. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I love I love Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen, and then uh, you can make an argument for Irv Smith as well. So you're so top five. I got you got down Josh Allen, Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford, Cousins. Is there a fifth guy that you're eyeing? Is that your top? Fifth guy would be Foles. Right yeah, I think Foles would that would pretty much round out my top five for quarterbacks today. Okay. I think we're on the same page there. I don't really – the only guy that I might – you know, I might have extra shares of than you, I think, would be Jimmy and maybe some Jameis. So let's go into running back. Uh, running back is deep, but we want to find spots that we think are guarantees. I'm going to start at the top. Uh, I just want to ask you a couple questions here. Last year, if you just played Barkley and McCaffrey every single week, you had probably, I would say, 60 points, 55 points, depending on the site – 
and he just locked it in. Um, nobody's talking about Barkley. Nobody. Um, I'm going to cross off Zeke because he's on a pitch count. He's probably only going to get 15, 20 touches. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you're, if you're playing Zeke, you let me know after I'm done talking. But mm, no, I don't hear anybody it. talking about Barkley. Um, yeah, McCaffrey, no, I, and I'm shocked, man, because I've got him great, listed right? as – He's my, he's my number two ranked quarterback, man. You just cannot deny the talent. You cannot deny that the New York Giants have bolstered their offensive line. Uh, they bring in Keith Zeitler, right guard. Uh, his drop back rate for allowing the court, allowing to get to the quarterback, he protected them 94% of all snaps. Uh, for every for every 58 dropbacks, he allows a quarterback pressure. So that's a huge piece for them, and that's going to be great for Saquon. The way I see it is, like, it's week one. People just expect the Cowboys to go in and just dominate, and, like, the Giants are going to give up, and they're not going to give Barkley the ball. Okay, oh, they're going to stack the box, yes. Yeah. This dude catches eight, ten passes a game. If you get him into any kind of open space, dude can run for 70, 80 yards with ease. So yeah, I, I haven't heard enough about him. Well, it's, it's worth noting, too, that Saquon hasn't had under 100 all-purpose yards against the Cowboys uh, last year. He only played two games against them, but still. And they had just as formidable a defense then. They're expecting more out of that defense this year, but I still – I like Barkley, man. Uh, the defense doesn't scare me. He's just too talented, and he's too much of a focal part of their offense. Last game of the season, he dropped 27 points you know, versus these Cowboys. I'm not sure it's going to be that high scoring you know, this time around, but you know, even in the first start – it was a 13-20 game, and like you said, he just got a – how many passes here? He got 16 targets, caught 14 balls, and he didn't even have a touchdown that game, and he, he still got you over 20 points on drafting. So, you know, PPR, he's there is no Odell there. He's going to get peppered with touches, and I'm, nobody's really talking about him because there is a lot of value, but I'm going to have some shares. I'm assuming you're going to have shares of McCaffrey too. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So we don't have yeah, to talk I do, too I do much have, about McCaffrey. Uh... He's really good at football. He's going to be really involved in our offense. Um, let's talk about the guys that, you know, are borderline. They're not really in many of my lineups. Do you have any love for Gurley or David Johnson? I do not have any love for Gurley. Um, it sounds like they're trying to preserve him the best that they can throughout this season. Uh, he'll mainly be featured as a red zone guy, which is where he excels anyways. Um, so Gurley's a favor for me. I know the price is appealing, but I'm off of him. And then, yeah, you can make an argument for David Johnson and GPP. So uh, he could be a little sneaky play. He's not attracting a lot of ownership. Uh, but yeah, I'm off Todd Gurley. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I made, I would say, about 30, 40 lineups already, and Gurley hasn't hit one. Um, David Johnson might be sprinkling in a little bit. Um, a guy now that I got not a ton of, but I got more than the rest, um, Le'Veon Bell, you know, in this range. I think at $7,100 on DraftKings, I, we're yet to see how he's really going to be involved in his offense. But remember who Le'Veon Bell was, you know. So if he just keeps on catching these drop-offs, um, I'm expected the Jets to win this game. I know you kind of like Buffalo. I, I think there's a chance they win the game. Um, it's a three-point spread, so it should be tight. So he should be involved in both both running and, and pass catching. Do you like Le'Veon here? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with uh, Le'Veon Bell. Um like I said, like you said, it's it's a little bit of a questionable play here just because we haven't seen him play. But you have to give him credit for the upside. Uh, he, he, we've all seen what he can do before, and uh, and it's not we're not going to see him at this salary for very long. He'll be over nine thousand before you know it. He'll be up there with Saquon and CMC. So if you're going to play him, play him while he's cheap, people. Yep, I agree with that. Joe Mixon, a guy I'm fading. We can talk about him if you want, but are you playing any shares of Mixon? No, I'm not really drawing. I'm actually not really drawing a ton of interest from the Bengals side. I think yep. the uh, I think uh, the addition of Jadavion Clowney really solidifies that defensive line. Yep. I think that uh, then the Bengals, the only improvements noteworthy in the offseason was their offensive line. Other than that, man, their defense is horrendous. I don't think they're going to be able to keep up. Um, yeah, it's, it should be it should be a blowout, and that's why I like a guy that we'll talk about soon. But let's just work down this list a bit a little bit more on DraftKings. Two guys that I might be kicking myself for not having more shares of. Um, I know you're high in one of them. I know a lot of people are high in one of them, and the other one everybody kind of just very underowned. It could be very sneaky. Uh, Damian Williams, Leonard Fournette going against each other. All the money's on Fournette. I don't hear anybody talking about Williams because now you have McCoy there and this and that and this and that. But 
What happens if the Chiefs score 30 points and he vultures three touchdowns running the ball in from the two? Um, it can it, easily happen. I should absolutely. probably have some shares. Yeah, no, it's uh, he's he's sitting around uh, just below five percent projected ownership today for Damian Williams, and yeah, he could be a very sneaky play. I think a lot of people are focusing on the Fournette side, which there's nothing wrong with that. I think he's going to have a monster year. Lost a ton of weight in the off season. Um, heard nothing but good things. They want to include him in the pass more. So Fournette's definitely uh, one of my top running back plays. But I definitely see on the other side, Damian Williams. If this game gets out of hand, if they can get ahead and they want to grind the clock out, they're just going to feed Damian Williams, man. And uh, he could be a nice little fantasy spot today to get you above the field. Yeah, there's there's a lot of ways Damian looks good. I I don't really have that many shares. and I got to make a couple lineups um, when I get off the air with you because – Look, Casey's probably going to score 30 points, you know, and yeah. there's a lot of ways he can get his, either in a blowout, you know, running the third, fourth quarter, getting these touchdowns early in the game. There's a lot of ways, um, and not that many people are talking about him. Everybody's talking about the next guy, though, Dalvin Cook. Um, he looks like such a great play. He's $6,000, but if he's going to be owned by 30 or 40% of the field, maybe that makes me even want to get some more Damian Williams shares because – there's a path to success for both these guys. I don't think it's so hedged one way over another. Um, Dalvin Cook, how many shares are you going to have? Are you going to be with the field? I think I'm, I heard 30%. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to be done? under the field. He's he's sitting at 36% on DraftKings. And um, when, 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 when he's that high owned on a 12-game slate, it's uh, not really appealing to me. He, uh, you know, he struggles with the injuries last few seasons and uh, – so yeah, I don't I don't see myself getting there with the field man. I'll have a lineup or two just to cover myself, just in case. You know, if he busts, you know, that's forty percent of the field that's going down with him. So I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a I'm a you know three three to five lineup guy. So I'll be sure to have him in one, but I'm not gonna overexpose here. Okay, I think it makes sense. I think in a way the 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 lineups kind of played out for me. I build most of my lineups on Saturdays and early Sundays, and with the digs news. You know, it definitely bumps both Thielen and Cook, um, but I found myself gravitating and just hitting the lock button on Thielen a lot more. Yeah. And for the simple fact that I have Thielen, I've kind of lowered my expectations on Cook. Um, I still have shares, don't get me wrong, but I've kind of swayed a little bit to Thielen. Guy that I really don't have much of. He could he could go out there. We've seen him blow up and have some big games. Derek Henry, do you want to speak about him? Are you playing him at all? Yeah. The Cleveland defense is much improved. Um, I'm not playing them. Are you? Um, I was, I was talking about this yesterday with somebody and, and, uh, at the end of the day, the, the thing that makes Derrick Henry so appealing were those couple of big games that he had last year. Um, but it, he's sitting right around just, just under 3% ownership. I could see him if, if you want to take a shot with him, that's okay. I'm not personally, I just don't think it's a spot that I need to get to. Uh, this Cleveland defense was the worst in the league against the run last year. Um, but I still think on paper they their defense should come together a little more this year. I do think that they're going to improve on the on the defensive side of the ball and aspects to defending the run. Uh, so he's a fade for me today. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And this is where, you know, I made some DraftKings lineups. I'm going to probably build about 20 more when we get off. Uh, I focused on FanDuel late, late last night after our serious satellite radio show. But the lineups I've been making so far – I found myself in this zone. You know, I have, I get a couple, I get like a McCaffrey in. Then in my flex and my RB2, I, I'm kind of landing in this zone of Chris Carson, Eckler, um, Freeman, Ingram. Um, those are the guys that I've been targeting a lot. And I didn't even mention on Johnson. Right. I think this is, this is the sweet spot on DK for a running back. They're too cheap. You know, the fact that... Um, Ingram, 5,100. Game script is going to be in his favor. Um, same thing with Chris Carson, 5,700. Game script is going to be in his favor. Um, I like these guys. Sell me off them or tell me I'm right on the nail here. Yeah, man. No, there's a, the value on DraftKings is incredible with these running backs. Like you said, on Johnson on DraftKings is uh, one of my top plays. He's just, he's just way too cheap for his upside. And not to mention, you know, that they've they've voiced that they want to include him more in the offense. They want they want to get back to that running identity brand of football. 
And I think they're able to do that today. And some other guys down in that range, yeah, Chris Chris Carson, I think he's a great play today. Uh, he'll be more popular. Uh, Austin Eckler, I see a lot of ownership on him. Uh, they've been talking about him, obviously, since all this stuff's been going on with Melvin Gordon and the holdout, and now he's going to get traded. Um, he's an okay play. He has what some upside. Game? Tell, me, tell me more, because I have some shares. What happens in this game? Chargers win a game. I'm assuming you're with me on that. Right. Because Eckler's not the guy who's going to get the touches late. It's going to be a timeshare of Justin Jackson. What do you see here to get you off Eckler? Because game script says, you know, he should be in a good spot. But we don't really know. This is yeah, the first no, game. Game, 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 script, game script does point to Eckler to having a good game. I think that he's gonna he is going to split a decent amount of carries with Justin Jackson. His his share with, with no Melvin Gordon is pretty much right around 50% uh, snap share. Um, so I think it'll be pretty even. Uh, but I think a focal point with Melvin Gordon now is going to be the passing game. We know Philip Rivers loves to throw the ball, so that puts a guy like Keenan Allen in a great spot. And then uh, don't forget about sneaky Mike Williams, man, big Mike. He can uh, he can go up and get those balls in the red zone. So I think there will be more emphasis on the pass with what's going on, but I, I'm not saying Austin Eckler is a bad play because he's not. I'm okay. just a little concerned with the snap share. But other than that, uh, I think he's fine for the price, 5.5K on DraftKings, man. You, you just can't beat that for the spot that he's in now you're from Baltimore or outside Baltimore. I know you're a big, you're a big Ravens fan. Am I correct? Yes, sir. Big time. Are, were you happy with the Ingram signing a, and then B, what do you expect out of him today? I got a good amount of Ingram shares. I think he's priced very fairly. Game strip's going to say Ingram's good to go. I am somewhat scared of a vulturing Lamar Jackson out there. Hopefully they kind of say, we don't want you to get hurt, buddy. Give the ball to Ingram. We're winning this game. We don't need you to get hurt. Is am I seeing that clearly? Or yeah, am I- yeah, yeah. No, you're 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 right along the lines of thinking where I am, and and I'm actually seeing some advocates for uh, some advocation for the Miami Dolphins defense and their interception rate last year, and I don't see it. People think people are, are associating this Ravens offense with the way that they ran it before when they would come out and throw the ball 40 times a game. And we're just not going to see that today. Mark Ingram is finally in a spot where he's the feature back. Um, and, but our offensive coordinator has come out on local radio that I've listened to. And he said that, you know, basically they're running like a hot hand thing, you know, whoever the hot hand is, whoever takes off. Uh, so these first couple of series for Mark Ingram are going to be huge. If 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 he can immediately come out and establish dominance and uh, be effective in the run, I think Mark Ingram is in for a really good game. If he comes in and he's kind of flat and you know he's picking up a little two or three yards, and the Miami defense uh, just happens to be pretty good today, um, I think we'll see more of a split with uh, Gus Edwards, who is more of a downhill runner and a grinding type guy, wears the defense down as the game goes along. And then also we our offseason uh, pick up through the draft, Justice Hill. A lot of aspirations from this kid out of Oklahoma State. He's got great lateral speed. Um, he's great, you know, great dump off guy for Lamar Jackson, just a relief valve, you know, increases the pressures too much. But the Ravens, from what I've seen in the preseason, man, they're, they were big on Lamar Jackson. Uh, staying in the pocket, passing the football, I see. I see a lot, a lot more, uh, a much more improved accuracy from Lamar Jackson. Uh, spirals tighter. Um, the game planning was better. I just uh, th- there's obviously an emphasis on the run here. I just don't see him throwing the ball a ton. If you if you want to pair him with a guy, you pair him with Mark Andrews. Uh, but I think Mark Ingram is a good play, man. I, if he, like you I said, if he can establish. You kind of scare me. I don't like hearing that word "hot hand" because yeah, I don't know how hot you know little Mark Ingram is right um, at times. So that's kind of scary. So just give me a quick recap in the six K, the five K, DraftKings. How do you rate? Let's remove Derrick Henry. Let's remove Marlon Mack. Um, you can keep Devontae Freeman in there from a raw points perspective. I'm looking a lot in the zone. I, I want to. I want to lean on you. I know you've done a lot of research. So rank Cook, Carrion Johnson, Carson, Eckler, Freeman, Ingram for me. Carrion Johnson, number one. Chris Carson, number two. Dalvin Cook, number three. Austin Eckler, number four. Mark Ingram, number five. Okay, so it was – it was who was two? Was it Cook or Carson there? Uh, Carson. Carson, two. Cook, three. Cook, Cook Eckler, three. Eckler, four. 
So you're, Ingram's the, the bottom of the barrel here, and you're coming from Baltimore. So I might lower my, my expectations of Ingram. I had him, I guess I had him too much. And Devontae, you had Devontae even in front of Ingram as well, right? Yeah, Devontae in front of Ingram. Yeah, so I got I to gotta lower my expectations of Ingram. I have way too many shares based on this hot hand. Hopefully you saved me some money. Um, now on DraftKings, we can go deeper. Um, I'm not going to ramble off every single buddy here, but who do you like deeper than that 5K range? Do you have guys penciled in already? Do you like a, a, a well, guy in Washington? Do you like anybody in Miami? Do you Who do you like? I'm staying away from – I am staying away from the Philly side. One guy that's notable that I think is punt-worthy is Devin Singletary on the Buffalo Bills. Once again, we're circling back to this Buffalo offense again. But uh, I do like Devin Singletary. He's only 3,600 on DraftKings. I think he is worth worth a punt. He's a good flex guy. Uh, you got Frank Gore in front of him, you know, who is an older guy. I think he'll get some early down work. But once they get into the red zone, I think they'll utilize uh, Devin Singletary more, assuming – that this game stays, stays balanced and competitive and nobody pulls away, uh, we'll see a pretty good attack here. And I think uh, he'll be end up being a focal part of the offense. Okay. Anybody else? Or Singletary is as low as you go? Single, Singletary is about as Any- low as I'll, I'll go today, I think. Yeah, I think I think between that, that 5K and 6K range is pretty loaded. I don't think that we really need to go outside of that. Yeah, there's only one other guy I'll, I'll- – I'll put it out there. What about Matt Breida? 4,000 DK um, should be in somewhat of a shootout. He's technically the starter uh, from what I heard. We never really know what these coaches. You saw on Thursday night, everybody was hyping a couple people and played out totally different. Um, but Breida looks like the starter. He can catch balls if he stays. The games he stayed healthy, he's actually done well in. Can you get behind Breida at all? Yeah, man, that's my boy, 25, 25K Burita. He won me uh, 25 grand in week 14 last year. So and You already forgot about him, huh? I got <laughs> no, nah, man, you can't forget about your payday, boys. <laughs> nah, that's my boy, man. I, I do like him. I do like this game. Like I said, the, the only the only apprehensive side of this game that I had was on the Tampa side. So I think the 49ers are okay, and especially if, if Garoppolo does come out and struggle, um, I, you know, they'll, they'll, I think they'll lean on the run a little bit more, but – I'm starting to think he's going to be okay. I don't, you know, like we said, we saw him in the preseason. He was throwing a lot of interceptions and, you know, just, just some growing pains coming back into the offense. I do like Matt Breida, though, man. He he offers that pass-catching presence as well. So he offers he, a he way to be, 25K, bro. That's all you got to say. 4K, man. Yeah, he's a, he's a steal. So he could have a big game today. And he's, you get him at relatively low ownership, too. Yeah, and he's a starter. You know, you technically want starters. And if you're going to go deep down in that 3 to 4K range, if you can tell me I got a starter in one of the highest scoring projected games by Vegas and he's a running back, he has a chance of getting in from, you know, from from the red zone, can get in, maybe catching some screen passes. He'll rack up some points if this game stays competitive and he stays on the ball. If Coleman gets in there and starts vulturing, yeah. he could be in some trouble. But I think it's pretty safe at 4,000 to hit some value. Um, now let's get into wide receivers. Um, we'll start at the top. I don't have a lot of this guy. I wasn't a fan of him in New York. Kid's got a lot of talent. Heads all over the place. Odell Beckham. Everybody's on the hype train in Cleveland. Are you? You got a lot of shares of Odell. People are saying he's the top receiver of the slate. I don't agree. I don't think he finishes at the top. Um, what do you got for me, though? I don't. Uh, I'm not there, man. I have zero shares of Odell yeah, Beckham Jr. Too, I, I have zero you know shares what I of about, Browns. Though, Odell, and he's done it to me so many times. You can be dead on. And we can fade Odell. And then this is one stupid play. He just breaks loose. He ends up somehow being wide open, and he runs for 70. And then all these people on Twitter said, I told you so. And dude's got a lot of talent. So, you know, they're right. But at the same time, we're right. I'm pretty much fading him. I don't have too many shares. I'll have a couple, but I don't want him to have a good day because I'll probably only have 5% of them. Look, man, I watched Odell Beckham Jr. a couple years ago play the Ravens in New York. And uh, Jimmy Smith was all over him in the first half. He was shutting him down. He couldn't do anything. <laughs> and Jimmy Smith went down for an injury towards the end of the second quarter. And Odo Beckham patches, catches his catch on a rollout, spins away from the defender, and takes off for a 60-yard touchdown. And he, he blew up for 250 yards, two touchdowns. So yeah, he has man, that big play capability, point, man. man. That's why he's scary, man, because it he can is. happen at any time. And, you know, good offense will beat great defense. Um, and Odell's got that talent. So – my suggestion to the listeners out there is, is get a share or two 
but I'm underweight, you know, overall. But I'll have a share. He's got well, talent. Um, I, talk about who's like ten percent, ten percent, man. So if he if he busts, I mean, if he busts, it's not gonna kill you. If he, I mean, it's gonna hurt you because he's eight point one k. But you know, if he succeeds, I don't really think it's gonna hurt you all that much, anyways. Because like I said, the ownership is relatively low. He ain't gonna keep you from cashing. I know that. Yep. Um, so Julio Jones, another guy. People aren't really talking about him. Minnesota defense good. Their secondary good. Safeties are good. Um, what's your take on Julio? Just Julio Jones, man. Yeah, th- this is interesting. So he's going to draw naturally. He's going to b- draw the the best cornerback on the uh, on the Viking side, Xavier Rhodes. Um, but he's he's kind of a matchup proof guy, man. I, I feel like people are advocating a lot for this Minnesota defense, but he's matchup proof. He just got that big contract that he's been going for. Um, I think I think he's in line for a, a big workload like he usually is. Uh, he's a focal part of this offense, um, so I see him getting a lot of targets today. Assuming he can get open and get some separation from Rhodes. Um, on the uh, on the flip side of that, you can also pivot to like a guy like Calvin Ridley, who had some sneaky games last year, and then um, Muhammad Sanu's uh, good for some down uh, downfield work as well. But you know, obviously, Julio Jones is your safer bet. Um, he's t- he's one of the best receivers in the league, man. He just uh, it's hard to look away from him. Yeah. So these these next couple guys, um, I got a good amount of shares of uh, Mike Evans, Adam Thielen. I'm pretty high on both of them. You know, I don't know what to do with Keenan. I think the Chargers blow him out, but he could be the reason why they blow him out. He can still get ten receptions in the first two quarters, first three quarters. So I'm gonna have to get some shares of him. And then Tyreek Hill, another guy that I'm like I want to, I want to fade him completely, but that's not the smart thing to do. Right. Um, I might have to have a couple shares. Jalen Ramsey should be all over the dude, but Tyreek Hill again, matchup proof. These guys all up top are matchup proof. I think Mike Evans has the easiest matchup of the top end, outside of Keenan Allen, who has um, you know blowout potential here. I know we don't want to try to project blowouts but it could easily happen in this Chargers game so talk about Tyreek talk about Mike Evans Keenan Allen and Adam Thielen and if you want to talk about Amari Cooper I don't have too many shares you can go right ahead yeah man yeah I'll, uh, I'll start with Keenan Allen like I said with with no Melvin Gordon uh, it kind of throws the balance on this offense off a little bit so I do think there's going to be a little more emphasis on the pass uh, Keenan Allen in for some good work against a good secondary. I think Indianapolis Colts are probably one of the most underranked secondaries in the league. Um, so he's okay. Uh, I'm not going to oversell on him. He's sitting just at under 10% ownership, it looks like. Um, so I, I can see myself riding with the field. I'll have him in a share or two. Uh, but outside of that, not not too much. Uh, Mike Evans, uh, 7.9, 7.9K on DraftKings, projected right around uh, 14% ownership. I love him today. Uh, I'm pretty much hit the lock button on the guy. The the matchup is undeniable. The only concern here, like I said earlier, is that defensive line uh, for the 49ers. If they can get a lot of pressure on Winston and get him out of sync, uh, it could be trouble. But that's you know that's you know kind of my bottom end theory on that game. I do think that uh, I do think Mike Evans is in a great spot and Chris Godwin equally, who is drawing 26% ownership. I still like Mike. I still like Mike a lot. I'd rather have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin there. Uh, as far as Ty- Tyreek Hill goes, I, the guy's a freak of nature, man. He is so athletic. He's so fast. Um, he's scary to opposing defenses. Uh, but we're taking on the, the strong the strong part of this Jacksonville defense, which is their secondary. So that's going to be a really interesting matchup. It is a scary fade. Um, I think it's one that we can afford with his ownership where it's at. He's worth a look, though. I'm, uh, I'm not crazy about it. And then Amari Cooper in Dallas with with the running back situation. You know, we got Ezekiel Elliott with uh, a limited snap share today. I know they're saying fit between 15 and 20 carries for him. So we'll see Pollard. And then uh, Dak Prescott, you know, he's he's up and down. Uh, the weak spot in this New York Giants defense this year is their secondary. Um, but I do see Amari Cooper. He makes for a decent play at 7K, and uh, you get him at relatively low ownership. So I could see myself matching the field uh, with his uh, 8% ownership there. 
And my favorite guy about that second tier, if you want to consider second tier, Adam Thielen. You know, as soon as Diggs' information came out that he's hobbled, he's in a in a shootout game with the Falcons. And I really like Thielen. I think, you know, that's why I like to make my lineups on, on Saturday night and Sunday. You get more information. I probably would have been, you know, had some shares of Thielen. But now I've been kind of hitting the lock button on Thielen. If anytime you can get a wide receiver one, now get a bump because wide receiver two is questionable or going to be playing hobbled. Uh, I'm almost all in on Thielen, I think. Yeah. yeah, even with Diggs playing, he was a great play. Now he becomes even better um, with with Diggs hobbled. They're going to have to throw the ball. Atlanta's going to put up points uh, regardless. It's going to be somewhat of a high-scoring game here, so I really like Thielen. I'm assuming you can get behind that call. Oh, yeah, man. He's, uh, he's one of my top receivers on the slate. I pretty much hit the lock button on him uh, myself. Uh, like you touched on with Stefan Diggs going questionable in the week one with the hammy. I do not think he plays. Uh, that's just going to be a huge bump to uh, Adam Thielen's target share. Uh, that's where Kirk Cousins is comfortable. He's reliable. He's a possession guy. He's going to catch the football if he gets it thrown his way. Um, so, yeah, Adam Thielen, go ahead and hit the lock button. It's an easy play. He's only 6.8K. You're getting uh, a mid-tier price for a premium uh, high-tier play. So yep. he's a top play that. for me. I agree with that. Then I'm kind of skipping over T.Y. I'm kind of skipping over Diggs, obviously. I'm skipping over Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods. And, you know, some people are against that. I just think with the Rams offense, they have so many mounts to feed. I don't want to make a choice. But I don't mind making a choice now on the next three guys because I think they're all, you know, either wide receiver ones or one A's. Um, Galladay, Godwin, and Lockett. Um, Lockett has nobody around him who can catch the ball. Um, same thing with Gallaudet. You have Marvin Jones, but he's more boomer bust. Um, I think he got, you know, he's got a lot of talent. Um, he's facing a, a good matchup for himself. And we just spoke about Godwin. Um, can you get behind? I know you can, Gallaudet. I oh, already yeah. talked about him. But um, Tyler Lockett, do you agree with that as well? Yeah, man. I mean, he's the clear-cut receiver in this offense, like you said. There's not a lot of guys around. But as we know, Russell Wilson the third likes to uh, make things happen, man. And I think he's going to make it happen here. Uh, Tyler Lockett's where he's comfortable. I'm not, I'm not seeing a lot of interest in DK Metcalf. I'm not either. I'm not going to be there. Uh, the only other possible pivot I can see on the receiving side for that Seattle offense is possibly Will Disley at tight end, which we'll touch on tight ends next. Um, but yeah, outside of Tyler Lockett, man, I'm not uh, garnering a lot of interest uh, in that offense. Yep. Um, I'll scroll down a little bit more. Guys that make sense, but I don't have a ton of shares on Alshon Jeffrey, Tyler Boyd. I think in a the way to beat Seattle, I guess, would be the secondary. I just don't know if they have enough weapons, but I think Boyd is super sneaky. We saw what he did when AJ missed games last year. Um, he's got talent. He's not like he's just like a, a guy filling in for a wide receiver one. He has upside. I think Boyd could be very sneaky. Mm-hmm. Um, Jarvis Landry now. You're getting a little bit deeper here. Um, I think he becomes really sneaky. DJ Moore, a lot of people are on. I don't know what to do with him. And same thing with Dante Pettis. You know, he's a wide receiver one. You know, most people don't even know who he is, but he's a wide receiver one going against a very bad Tampa defense. So this is another little area that I like with with Boyd, Landry, Moore, and Pettis. Um, and then, you know, a lot of people are hyped up with Mike Williams. Talk about these guys in this, you know, $5,000 range. Who are you the highest on? Is it Ridley a little bit farther down? How do you rank these guys in the 5K range? So, yeah, I think I think uh, as far as the 5K guys go, I think Dante Pettis kind of rounds out the top five at number one. Um He's in a great spot, like you said. He's facing a, a porous Tampa Bay defense. Uh, they're they're kind of in the middle of rebuild, rebuild mode on the defensive side of the ball. Um, their cornerbacks are pretty weak. So I can definitely see Pettis having a good day. And on that other side, you can also see Marquise Goodwin, uh, who has great speed, great downfield speed. Uh, so he's another option there that you can go with. Um, let's see. Jarvis Landry. Eh, I'm going to skip over him real quick because he's not my number two. I'm fading Alshon Jeffrey. I don't really like him. I, I don't really care for this Eagles offense in general right now. Um, so he's a fade for me. <clears throat> Jarvis Landry, I'd probably stick in that three slot. He's a sneaky, a good little sneaky play. Uh, my fourth guy, I do like uh, 
I do like Tyler Boyd, but I also like Damian Willis. He's only 3K on DraftKings. Uh, he's getting pretty much no ownership. I like him as a as a nice sleeper punt uh, if you're digging deep in uh, MMEs and you want to make multiple lineups. I think he's worth a look, and he can save you the salary. Maybe if you want to go after that Saquon and uh, CMC pairing, uh, he makes for a good play too. Can you get behind Watkins or Shepard? Or I know you like Calvin Ridley. Mike Williams already spoke about. Um, you like Shepard at all? Wide receiver one going against Dallas. Sammy Watkins, wide receiver two versus Jacksonville. And just give me a quick take on DJ Moore, too, because Carolina should be in a shootout. I kind of like defaulted to Greg Olson, which doesn't feel too good. Um, but I don't know enough about this Carolina receiving core to, to say, you know what? I got to hit the lock one on DJ Moore either. I uh, DJ Moore was a big guy for me last year, man. I had high hopes for him, and I rode him week in and week out because I just, you know, I was praying for that that breakout game. And then I think right around week eight is where he had that breakout game. And of course, it was the week that I faded him. Uh, so I'm a little apprehensive with the guy because he's let me down so many times. But he's a rookie, and this offense has so many moving parts. And Christian McCaffrey is such a focal point of this offense. He just draws away from everybody, man. His target share is massive. It's the first place that Cam Newton looks. He's Mr. Reliable. Uh, but DJ Moore has great, great speed. Uh, he he is he, he is utilized as a running back from time to time. We'll see him line up in the backfield. Um, so we could see him for some like wide receiver end around, some dump-off passes. And if he can get separation, man, uh, he, he can accrue some good fantasy points. And right now it looks like everybody's focusing on Curtis Samuel, at the wide receiver two position. So this is a, a clear cut pivot for me, an easy one. Who, get, who gets more targets here? Is it Samuel or, or is it more? Who do you, who do you see ends up, you know, as a target share, you know, leader after week one? I think after week one, I think it is going to be DJ Moore. Um, he wasn't, he had a great camp. He wasn't really tight. He hasn't been talked about at all. I really haven't. I mean, uh, yeah, outside of what you and I Samuel, are talking yeah. about. But uh, outside of what you and I are talking about, I'm not seeing a whole lot of interest in G.J. Moore. <clears throat> I think he makes for a great play. I think he's being overlooked here just based on, what, you know, his performance last year. Um, he wasn't, like, too involved with the uh, Carolina offense. So I think he's a better play. He's a little more expensive at 5.5 compared to Samuel's 4.2K. Uh, but the upside is certainly there. And like I said, if he, if he can get some separation uh, uh, from these cornerbacks, I think that he's in line for a good day. All right, I'm just going to, you know, we got to move along here. Uh, I know you want to make some lineups. I want to make some lineups. I'm going to just spit out some names. You tell me yes or no if you if you think that listeners should have any kind of shares, all right? Okay. Corey Davis. No. Larry Fitz. No. Marvin Jones Jr. Yes. Christian Kirk. No. Sanu. Yes. Um, D-Jax. No. Okay, okay, Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup, that's an interesting one. Yes, I can I can get on board with that. Samuel, you can get behind? I can get behind Samuel, yeah, just the implication is there in the ownership. I, I'm very, 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 very high in this guy. Sell me off D.D. Westbrook. Why should I not play D.D. Westbrook? <laughs> he is, uh, people are crazy about him, man. He's 20% ownership. Uh, he He's a clear-cut wide receiver one. I I can't talk you off of him because the KC secondary is iffy. I know they added a couple pieces in the offseason, but I don't think it's enough to slow down uh, this Jacksonville def- or Jacksonville offense. Okay, and, I'll uh, stay with last I rather, year, I rather hear that. I don't want to change uh, 30% of my lineups right now. <laughs> yeah, no, no. DD's fine, man. I think he's a fine play. Okay. Uh, but like I said, Chris Conley's right under there, just kind of sticking out at 3.1K. I, I got to get a couple shares of Conley. I, I notated that, you know, I appreciate the, the note because I'll be really pissed when <laughs> I eat that Westbrook chalk and Chris Conley in a narrative revenge game goes out there and gets two touchdowns or some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, Jamison Crowder, any shares? Uh, Jamison Crowder, man. <sighs> you said uh, Buffalo's going to score, no? Yeah, Buffalo's going to score. They are going to score. I just... Uh, Ryan Anderson, somewhat hobble. Jamison Crowder, possession receiver, maybe. I think I think there's something behind that. I think uh, so. I mean, he's, he's, he's the highest projected receiver on that uh, on that side of the football for the New York Jets. And uh, you're getting him at relatively... I mean, that whole game, that whole side of the ball for the Jets is really low ownership. Yeah, uh, we don't Jameson know what's going to happen, so... 
Yeah, I no, somebody, somebody has to score. Somebody's going to score. Get a Crowder share. Uh, but we got to remember, too, is that Buffalo's strength is is their secondary. Their weakness lies in, in their running game. So, But I don't think he's a bad play. He's 4.1K. You get him at relatively low ownership, and, and you get a bump on the projection side. So I think he's a good play, man. If you're, if you're looking for salary savings and you want to pay down at the wide receiver position, uh, he's a good option, too. A um, couple more here. Let's go quick. Adam Humphreys. Adam Humphreys, man. I love him. I love him. I think he's in a, uh, a the new offense that he's in. Uh, I think he's going to be an emphasis. Um, uh, Corey Davis uh, naturally is going to draw the most attention on that side, but I do love him. Four point, yeah, he's four point zero K on DraftKings. Ownership one percent, man. We got all these guys that just are not getting a lot of uh, ownership. It's it's easy to pivot on the slate uh, because everybody's focusing on Kansas City. Uh, that Jacksonville, Kansas City game. Uh, those high-scoring uh, Las Vegas totals are really gonna uh, determine where ownership lies, and we're seeing that unfold right in front of us. But yeah, I do like Adam Humphreys. He adds a nice bump to this Tennessee offense, and they also have some insurance with Ryan Tannehill now. It's a hell of an insurance policy to have. But uh, <laughs> so you know, if Marcus Mariota does go down, they got a a pretty decent hand to come in there and distribute some passes. Okay, I don't have too many more names here. I'll name one that I think might have you know some value here. And outside of that, if you got anybody beneath, beneath them, you go right ahead. I think you know we mentioned Marquise Goodwin. What do you think about DK Metcalf? And is there anybody else that I haven't spoke about that you know we spoke about Cole Beasley, Chris Conley a little bit down, you know deeper? Is there anybody else that you like under 4K that I haven't mentioned? Uh, one guy that I've kind of toted about in my articles is uh, Chad Beeb, 3K on DraftKings. Uh, he's under 1% ownership. If Diggs sits, he's a big play for me. He's a nice punt play. Son of uh, Buffalo Bills legend Don Beeb. Uh, the kid had an, a fantastic uh, camp. I'm, I've read uh, multiple media outlets who have advocated for him. He went from the uh, third receiver slot in preseason to number one. Um, they didn't get, get to use him like they wanted to last year. So I think this is a big year for him, man. I think, uh, I think it digs sits, he goes up into that two slot and I think he's going to get some looks, uh, on that same token. You're showing your age here, man, because I was around (laughs) during those Buffalo Bills years and it's BB, I think it's not B. Yeah, it is BB. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It is BB. My bad. But, uh, and I, you can make I, it I, I didn't even know the guy had a son in the league, so you taught me something. So I might sprint <laughs> share, man. Why not? He said he's cheap, and everybody like myself has been just pumping in Adam Thielen. Why not get a guy who might have, you know, very, very low ownership and minimum salary? Where, where does he line up if Diggs does play? Are they if still D- running those two tight end sets, or is he going to be a starting receiver? If Diggs if Diggs is is in, I still think he's a I still think he'll be a starter. He'll line up in the slot, um, so I, I still think he's in line for work. But if Diggs play, it Diggs does play that does uh, draw down my interest quite a bit, just because their target shares are massive, and you're pretty much at that point hoping for you know four to six receptions for the kid. But he can easily meet value, man. If he scores a touchdown, you know twenty to fifty yards and a touchdown, he he absolutely crushes that three K salary. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So let's get into tight end. Um, tight end, you know, you play this two different ways. You can either lock in points with guys like Kelsey and Kittle. Um, those are my two, you know, go-to spots here. I think Kittle is, is pretty much a lock button. You know, anytime I can get in that range in tight end, I think Kittle is very safe. I think Kelsey, you know, if Ramsey's following, following Tyree Kill, I think Kelsey could be in for a good game. Um, Zach Ertz, I'm not as high on him as I am on Kittle or Kelsey. O.J. Howard makes a ton of sense. Evan Ingram, to me, makes a lot of sense. Hunter Henry makes a lot of sense. You're going to mention somebody. I'll leave you to talk about that guy because you already mentioned to him earlier in the week. But let's talk about that top end first from Ingram up on DK. How are you looking at you know these top five guys? Uh, it's, this is the toughest position for any fantasy player. It always comes down to the tight end position. Who do I play and what salary range do I need to lie in? And what it comes down to is where do you prioritize your lineup? Are you spending up a running back? Are you spending up a receiver? You got to take a discount somewhere. 
Um, and for me, yes, these guys like Travis Kelsey, uh, he's, he's a top play today. Um, George Kittle, top play. I, I can't argue with any of those plays. Hunter Henry, he's in a great spot. Uh, he's going to get more looks with, with no Melvin Gordon. Uh, they're they're going to try to achieve some kind of balance today. Uh, one guy you didn't mention who I really, really like uh, today is Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker. For you, bro. You remember you sharing a lineup earlier this week talking about Delaney. I said, what, Delaney? So go <laughs> ahead, man. Talk about him. Look, look. Is he going to stay up. on the field the whole entire game? That's all I need to know because this guy burns me all the time with injuries. Brother, look up some of these off-season interviews with Delaney Walker. This guy is psyched to play. He He's amped up. I think this is going to be a career year for the guy, and we all know that Marcus Mariota loves looking his way. It's the first first target that he looks to, and the Cleveland Browns struggle against tight ends. So I think he's a clear uh, clear play for relatively cheap. Uh, We're getting a a top-tier tight end uh, at a price that he's not going to be at 3.5K for very long, and he's only drawing 1% ownership, man. Yeah, nobody's going to play Walker. I kind of laugh when you sent me your lineup, but over (laughs) the week you kind of sold me on him i'm gonna get some shares um he makes a lot of sense it's a porous d cleveland should be scoring points um not a big fan of Corey davis so delaney walker is probably the number two option on that team so it makes a lot of sense man um you just gotta hope if you get delaney walker at 3.5 and the guy finds the end zone and kelsey kittle have a bad day and howard doesn't do what people think he's gonna do you will be ahead of the field by miles. On Big time, our man. Yeah, that tight end, that tight end position is pivotal, man. If you can get a solid output from a, a guy that cheap, that's that's huge, huge for you and your lineup, and uh, could put you in position for a really good day. There's some other cheap guys, like I was telling you earlier. Like, I don't really feel too confident on these Carolina receivers. I think Greg Olson makes some sense at 3.2. Austin Hooper, 3.2. He makes some sense. Like DK is tempting you. They're giving you guys that people know about. You know, at 3.2, it's a good way to, you know, lock in some value at a position of, of a player that you know is going to be on the field. Like, you know, nothing against uh, B.B. Sun or Chris Conley, but, you know, if you're telling me Greg Olson, Kyle Rudolph, you know, Delaney Walker is in that same price range, maybe it makes sense. Austin Hooper, 3,200, maybe yeah, it makes some sense to take those values at, at tight end and not pay up, especially on D.K. You know, I think on D.K., there's a bigger difference between Kelsey down to Delaney Walker. It's like half the price. Oh, yeah, you know, no, Fandu, it's huge. You know, Fanduel is not as much. You know, if you drop from Kelsey to O.J. Howard, it's $1,300. But let's see what, you know, um, Delaney Walker is on Fanduel. On Fanduel, you're talking about 54 it, It's a less of a discount. It's not half the price. So I think right. on DK, you, you can take a better shot here and then bump up the rest of your guys. So... I like the call there. I think there's a lot of guys in this 3K range um, that are going to draw attention. Delaney Walker, I'll have my money on Delaney Walker will be the less, the, the least owned guy in this 3K range outside of Jordan Reed, who's not playing. Yeah. Uh, does that make sense? Oh, dude, big time. And uh, just one one guy I just want to touch on before Mark we depart in. from the uh, tight end side of the thing is uh, I, I talked about him earlier when we were covering the Seattle offense as Will Disley. We know that Tyler Lockett is the clear-cut uh, wide receiver there. Um, and DK Metcalf not really drawing a lot of interest for me. And then we got a couple other no-name no guys. Uh, Russell Wilson has displayed chemistry with Will Disley. We saw that last year. So I think he's a possible outlet on DK as well for only 2.9K. Another punt right there, yeah. So there's some spots here, man. And you mentioned Irv Smith. I got him in some best ball drafts. Let yeah, me ask he, you, let me ask you, how crazy is this big? Vernon Davis, 2700. <laughs> guy, yeah. Remember what he did at the end of last year? I don't, I don't know if you remember it. I kind of remember he had some good games in there, you know, randomly. But I don't know. I don't really want to attack this Philly defense. But who knows? Someone someone down here is going to get a touchdown. You know, it could yeah. be Irv Smith. It could be Vernon Davis. It could be, you know, Delaney Walker with a two-touchdown game. So, you know, spread the spread the love there as much as you can. Let's go into defense. We've given you, you know, gold. We've given you nuggets. Me and Dan, you know, we put in a lot of time here. Um, on the defensive side, there is a pretty good team that lives in the town where Dan's from. Baltimore going against a weak Miami offense. If you have the, if you have the money, you know, go right ahead. Baltimore... And the Eagles, I think they're in great spots. I think the Browns are in good spots. I think the 
the Seahawks is where I go next, and the Chargers are where I go next. That's where I have most of my my action on is the Ravens, Eagles, Seahawks, Chargers. I think those are the clear cut with some Browns sprinkled in. You know, I'm not as high as Dan is on on, on Tennessee. I think Cleveland can be kind of sneaky. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, is there any other teams that you like on a defensive side? Uh, just some leverage spots. I think you can make an argument. This is a crazy one, but the Jacksonville Jaguars make for a good leverage play. We know that the the Chiefs are going to garner a lot of ownership here. And, you know, not last year, but the year before, man, Jacksonville was touted as one of the top defenses in the NFL. And I think a big aspiration for them this season is getting back to that. And uh, you get them, you get them at a relatively cheap price for their upside. Uh, but once again, you know, you're taking a big risk here, uh, going against the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, and then another leverage play that I do like, uh, as I mentioned earlier, is the 49ers. Um, really? Tampa Tampa has a really bad offensive line. If they can get if they can get to Jameis Winston and they can keep him under pressure and disrupt the pass, they can be in, in, in for some trouble, man. They got Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones are the running backs that they're going to be focusing on, and I just don't see those guys uh, doing a lot of damage. They haven't in years past. I don't think much is going to change. Their offensive line is pretty bad. Uh, you got Nick Bosa now sitting off the edge, and you got D. Ford signed from the Chiefs in the offseason. So I think they're an interesting punt play. If you uh, sold me, man, you sold it, me. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a big fan of your first call. You know, I, I just listen. There's a way that any defense can get points. Oh know? yeah, absolutely. There's a way any defense does it. Um, but the leverage on Tampa Bay is a lot stronger for me than KC because I think. More people are on Tampa Bay than KC. Pat Mahomes is slightly better at the quarterback position than Jameis Winston, just a little bit. Right. Um, and everybody's all over Tampa Bay. And Sarah, and, and Jameis loves throwing jump balls. He loves throwing a ball with two guys wrapped around his legs. Um, so there's a there's a way here that, you know what? I'm definitely, 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 definitely playing some San Francisco. It could blow up, and I definitely have I'll have way more shares of the Tampa Bay offense. But I love that as a leverage play, uh, a safety play, some insurance that, hey, if this shit works right, the 49ers can sack Jameis maybe six, seven times, maybe knock him out of the game. Um, I saw some preseason games, and, you know, they were getting just manhandled on the line. Um, I know it's preseason, but you made some good points. He throws jump balls. They have no run game. And everybody's on Godwin. Everybody's on Winston. A lot of people are high on Mike Evans for good reason. I like this 49ers play. I haven't heard anybody really talk about it. Um, I don't listen to a lot of other people, but I do trust you, Dan. Yep. So I'm going to get behind this um, this play. I think it makes some sense, dude. I really do. Um, I like any Any finishing touches here? Anything you want to talk about? we got a couple more minutes here. Anything you want to mention to the listeners? I know you got a good following on Facebook. Um, what's your Twitter handle? Um, tell me something that's going to win somebody a million dollars today. So one more one more possible defensive pivot that I do have for you guys. Uh, if you're trying to get away from spending up for you know like the guys like the Seahawks and the Ravens defense and stuff, uh, is the Detroit Lions, uh, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they're in full rebuild mode. Uh, there's been you know rumors coming out of the camp that Kyler Murray's kind of struggled commanding the offense. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald is you know the clear cut captain on this team, uh, but he's a young guy. Um, he's going to make mistakes. They all do. They're rookies. It's it's to be expected. And I think this Detroit Lions uh, defense is going uh, pretty widely overlooked. Uh, th- that's their brand of football that they're trying to put out there is good defense and run the football. Um, so I, I think they make for a decent play. It's it's uh, more more of an MME type play, uh, but at, at 2.9K salary, man, it's kind of hard to beat. Dan, I appreciate your time, dude. You put in a lot of work. I enjoy this. I learned some stuff. You know, there's not many times where I get on a podcast with people and I feel like I learned some things. You are going to win a lot of money this football season. So if you have a good week one or a bad week one, I'm going to I'm gonna tell you, you're going to win a lot of money. Listen, I'm not saying I have this golden touch, um, but a lot of people around me end up winning a lot of money. And my my dark horse, not that many people. It, look, you have a following on Facebook. You got some followers here and there, and people know about you. But my dark horse, you know, Tenacious D won a hundred grand. I I won a twenty and a ten um, in baseball. But my dark horse for the Win Daily staff is you. Uh, I think you're gonna surprise somebody, and I think you're gonna you know bring home some money. I know you got a future wedding coming up. 
It'd be nice to pay your wedding off in one shot, wouldn't it be? Oh man, that'd be incredible. And it's in Jamaica too. So we, uh, we're, we're shelling out some coin for this uh, beautiful wedding. I just want to make sure my wife has a great time, man. It's, uh, that's what it's all about. It's her day. It's our day, but you know, I, I just want her to be happy. And uh, right. yeah, that would it's be her day. It's her day. You said it right the first time. I, uh, have huge aspirations for week one, man. I've put in a ton of work. I've, I've, I've covered this slate top to bottom for the last two weeks. I've gone literally from top to bottom, 24 teams, broken them down. I've followed their camps. Uh, I, I, you know, I know the quirks in the locker room, the injuries, everything. So uh, week one is big for me. I've, I've put in a ton of work. I do this every week in the NFL. Uh, this is my bread and butter. This is where I make my money uh, in the DFS world. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I appreciate you bolstering the confidence in me. Um, I think I'm going to have a big day, man. I, I feel good about my plays. I think it's going to be a great day. Uh, if, you, if you guys want to give me a follow on Twitter, at uh, CharmCityBoy52. My name is Dan Ware. You can find me on Facebook. I'm a friendly guy. You can add me on there. Uh, help you guys out any way that I can. So just to recap, I took notes because I, I I like what you had to say. You like a lot of Josh Allen, Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford, Cousins and Foles, um, Barkley, McCaffrey, Damian Williams, Fournette, Cook, Carrion. You're very high on Carrion, Carson. Uh, you'll have some shares of maybe some Eckler, Devante. Not so high on Ingram, and I got to go take him out of some of my lineups because you're from Baltimore, so you should know what you're talking about there. Um, we're not as high as the field on Odell. Um, we do have some shares of Julio and Ridley. Keenan, you love Evans. You like Godwin. Cooper's okay. You love Galladay. I can get behind that. People are trying to sell me off this Detroit lineup, um, but I'm going to go back and add some more to it. Um, Lockett, Pettis, Goodwin. Um, Landry, you got some sneaky plays at tight end with Delaney Walker um, and the 49ers Lions call. Um, up top on defense, you agree with me though? It's the Ravens, it's the Eagles, it's the Chargers, it's the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah, the, those those top defenses are are absolutely the top plays. Um, if you have the salary, I would go there. Um, you know, the, all those plays that I talked about, the the lesser owned guys like the Lions and the 49ers, uh, those you know those are pure you know punt sleeper slash leverage plays. Yeah, those those top defenses are definitely uh, the first place you want to look in today's uh, today's lineup building. All right, man. We 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 put a lot of info out there. I'm gonna be grinding lineups. I suggest you make a couple extra lineups, get some variations out there. Um, NFL is about variance. You know, you gotta you gotta have enough lineups out there. I was telling people on a serious show, like if you got 20 bucks, don't just go play one twenty dollar lineup because you're probably gonna be grumpy by like two three o'clock. Um, so go play. $21 lineups and hey at the end of the day if you got a team in contention and you're about to win 150 bucks it's better than taking a shot at one for 20 and not winning a million dollars and being really mad at everybody all day um, so that's my suggestion get some variation out there it's not basketball where you can just have one optimal lineup you do your research and you're going to be in contention it's football you know that Odell Beckham 60 yard pass I remember it because I was watching and I'm like they're locking them down and locking them down. Boom, it happens. Um, so get some variations. Check out WindDailySports.com. We are pumping so much great content. We're going to have a couple of live streams later on today. We are going to be in Slack. Dan, I'm going to be asking you questions in Slack when it's down to grind time. So I hope you're in there. Um, check us out on Facebook, WindDailyDFS. Check us out on Twitter, WindDailyDFS. And, you know, if you want access to Dan, you want access to me, Windaily Sports, Gold Membership, Slack Access, we're all there. We're here to help you make money. Dan's a friendly guy. I'm a friendly guy. People win. So check us out. If we're out. Everybody have a good Sunday. Dan, I hope you take down some five, six, seven-figure caches this week. And let's make it happen, brother. Let's do it, guys. Good luck, everyone, today.